Hello, you guys. So, um, today, um, this is kind of like impromptu, but I wanted to talk about this cancer season, the cancer new moon, and also um, inner child healing and shadow work. So, um, I naturally have started to do shadow work. Um, I started last week and it's been a very interesting exciting just amazing time um because so the way that i operate is i don't like to do things because it's trendy or whatever um i feel like my spirit will naturally start to pull me in the direction of doing something my spirit guides just lead me so um there was a morning where I just randomly woke up and I decided to come out on my balcony and I wanted to, I just had a lot of energy on me and I wanted to figure out where this energy was coming from. And so I just began to stretch. And as I started stretching, I started to do like a little workout as well. And um, my balcony has become like a sanctuary for me. I have it really nicely set up. Um, it's very peaceful. I'm actually out on my balcony right now. So you'll probably hear like noises everywhere. But I was led to stretch and do a little, you know, mini workout just to like, in my mind, I was like, I'm going to release some endorphins. I need to like, you know, release some energy. And so I started doing that. And uh, I was led to kind of just sit in silence after stretching so i was sitting with my um, legs crossed and i closed my eyes and i just started imagining my heart and what my heart looks like my heart chakra and when i looked in there i saw this this female me fatal energy in there i called it lilith um and she was kind of like a dark figure um but she was there and she was standing in front of my inner child i saw myself as a little girl and so when i was looking the way that i approached it was it wasn't fear. It was I automatically knew that that was like Lilith energy. I'm just going to, that's just what I was calling it. Um, and seeing my inner child and seeing how scared she or, or I looked. And um, this is a very vulnerable thing to share with you guys, but I believe in transparency. And, you know, any way that I heal, if it's helpful, I want to be able to help others to heal. So, um, as I'm looking at her, I went and I thanked this Lilith energy. I said, thank you for giving me courage, for protecting me at times when I was taken advantage of. I know why you're here. I know where you manifested from. And you're very valuable to me. But at this moment, I need to see my inner child. I need for her to take over. 
And so I imagined that exchange of words and energy and I imagined her moving to the side and I imagined myself seeing myself as a child and it brought up so many memories for me about what I look like as a child and not just physically but like the aura, the energy that I have. I have expressed on here and on my other social media platforms that I come from um, a household where my dad was very abusive to my mom. And, you know, the first six years of your life, your, your chakras are developing. And so if you're in a environment as a child that does not feel safe and it's playing on your imagination, that is traumatizing. It's traumatizing and it's very intense when abuse is involved. Um, So seeing how timid I looked and how fearful I looked and how frozen I was in my own fear, it just did something to me to see myself, imagine myself that way. So immediately... You know, I got down on one knee and I started talking to my inner child and I told her that she was safe and that I was I came back to protect her and that I took a journey to learn all of these things that I needed to learn to come back to protect her. Sorry, I'm outside, like I said. And so um, after that. So after that, um, I gave her a hug and I said, I love you. Now, typically when people say, you know, say you love yourself, you just say I love you, but you never really just say your name. Because I imagine myself holding myself, I said my name and I said, I love you, you know, my real name. And I went into a trance while I'm sitting and I'm saying this out loud. I just kept saying it over and over to the point where I had tears coming down my face and I didn't even realize, I didn't even recognize that that's what was happening. And um, it was a very beautiful experience. I then told her to decorate the hearts uh, the, the walls of my heart because that's where I saw her and you know so the first day I'm just like what do you like to do and she's like I don't know I like coloring pictures I said what's your favorite color she said I don't know and in real life oh my gosh in real life that helped me to realize that a lot of my life I had no idea what I liked almost like I was afraid to explore my identity I was a very timid child because the environment that I came from I was afraid to express myself I was afraid to feel I was afraid a lot and take into consideration that I was a very empathetic and intuitive child I was a cancer rising and that was um that was the theme of my life when I was younger was being empathetic and intuitive. So even if my dad wasn't always physically attacking my mom, I could feel the dense energy in the house. Also being a cancer rising, I 
grew into being very maternal and very protective over my mom. Um, And it's funny because my mom is a Leo moon, which represents the child. At a very young age, I had this just, I felt this responsibility to be a protector of her. And after my dad would, you know, beat her, I just felt this sense of like, I have to be there from, I need to go and, you know, it was just, I was thinking way older. I had way, uh, so much wisdom to be such a young child. Um, And so um, I realized that I never knew what I liked. Um, I was afraid and I needed a lot of validation to say what I liked. On top of that, I was the only child for a very long time. I have step siblings, but my brother wasn't born until I was like 14. My sister was born when I was eight, but she didn't stay in the same state as me. So we didn't grow up together. Um, And I'm the only child that my mom and dad have together. So I was the only child. So um, I didn't get to have a carefree childhood and explore and throw temper tantrums and all of these things. I was in survival mode all of the time, all of the time. Um, I wanted to make my mom happy because I saw that she was already having such a hard time with my dad that I never wanted to be a difficult child. I never wanted to be a reason why she was crying. So I never knew what I liked. On top of that, um, a lot of my personality was influenced by television that raised me a lot of the times I was the only child my mom was always working um and when my mom wasn't working my dad was working overnight and she was tired and I was the only child so tv basically was a big thing for me um on top of that my dad's favorite artist is Prince or was Prince and I love Prince, like Prince is incredibly talented. But as like a young child, like growing up and listening to that all the time and watching videos, I was, I think, overstimulated with like just sexual energy at a very young child. I was exposed to too much. If that's what I'm listening to is music like that. I'm watching my dad had like all types of like Prince documentaries and and videos that weren't even released on TV at that time. He had those and we would watch those. That was our bonding. And my dad never like, my dad never really like, um, sugarcoated my, um, or sugarcoated anything for me. He was very in touch with his sexual energy. Now that I think about it, um, with certain conversations that he would have around me just things that I noticed and my mom was very timid she was younger than me she had me when she was 18 and my dad was like already like I don't know 23 maybe 25 let me see he had to be like 23 and my mom was like 17, 18 when she had me. Um, so it, they were children, 
basically raising me and going through their own energy but my mom didn't really get the opportunity to explore herself she went straight into being a wife and a mother at 18 she didn't get to have a lot of experiences as soon as she got married my dad was extremely jealous and extremely abusive um extremely and that really affected uh, that really affected my childhood greatly so back to seeing my inner child um i realized that i didn't know what i liked and that a lot of the things that i liked were influential from tv shows that i was watching and that was it so um I told her I was like, you know, color pictures and you can decorate the walls in here with all of your beautiful pictures. And I told her to show me where her happy place was. And she had a lot of fears about showing me, but she showed me um, happy places, which were like where sunflowers are and the sun is shining. And another happy place was being with my mom. and this whole thing that I was led to do brought me to real tears the first day. I had no idea. I didn't look any of this up. It wasn't planned. It was just something I was naturally drawn to one morning when I woke up. So um, so then after that... Um, I just kept on saying that I loved her and that she was smart and beautiful and so wise and, you know, just really feeding her, which was feeding myself. And, you know, I told her that I would be back when I left. And that was day one of my shadow work. And then I felt a responsibility now to wake up consistently and do this routine so I've been doing it for a while and um, or for a week and I've made amazing breakthroughs um, and amazing just ways of like honoring and loving myself and seeing myself from being a child and another thing that I said to her I was like it's okay to you know admit or feel disappointed about the environment that you were raised in it's okay to feel angry it's okay to feel sad it's okay to say that you feel scared and just validating that energy in myself because the other part about it was that my dad gas lit me a lot he still tries to add with me being an adult and so I never felt like I was entitled to feeling disappointed about my childhood I never felt like I deserved to feel sad and he gaslit my mom and my mom went into why I have a child I have to make this work and so I don't think that she necessarily knew how to teach me how to navigate these feelings of like suppression and trauma um so it it, it's been an incredible journey, like I said. Um, lots of tears, lots of happy moments, um, 
and just like it sounds crazy to be like oh i saw my inner child sorry y'all i'm on my balcony and that's my ac it's so loud um it's kind of weird to do this exercise and be like oh i saw my inner child and this is what but it's really helpful um this is shadow work at its finest um because without facing these things that trigger you these things that as an adult they've plagued you from your childhood up until this point even if you didn't have a terribly traumatic childhood we all still have triggers so when you go into a space of let me sit and figure out why this is a trigger why do i deal with this why do i compare myself to others why am i jealous why is my temper so bad where does that come from that's all shadow work and it's not like oh it's all peace love and light you just know it's like really getting to the root root of it and sitting with it and validating that pain you know you have a temper because you know for example you felt like you weren't able to express yourself growing up and it was told that you couldn't express yourself so you had to hold all these things in so now as an adult you know when somebody upsets you your rebellion is to just be angry and throw fits and all of these things but because of that it's messing up your life your friendships your home your jobs all of that that is shadow work not saying oh this needs to be a part of you hey or this it this needs to be something that you just acknowledge and then move on it's hey i validate that i have anger issues i have anger issues because of this situation cry about it feel it you know be upset about it write about it um and also i know that this is probably controversial but thank that energy because like i said when i went into my space and i saw that toxic you know protective energy i could have been like this is scary like but i realized that this was a manifestation of all of my insecurities my insecurities that turned into toxic behaviors that turned into me messing up all of my relationships that i've been in um turning into all of the relationships that i've attracted including abusive ones codependent ones all of this has manifested in this entity and the my way of protecting myself was creating this entity so it's still valuable to me because at the time i would have just been a doormat i would have you know just been way worse than what i am if i didn't create that energy so i'm thankful for the purpose that it was served even though it was destructive and it ruined a lot of relationships it ruined a lot and i was feeding my ego and my insecurity it was still a valuable thing at the time for me to not break all the way um so i think that energy um even though it was toxic um <laughs> because sometimes what people don't admit is like you know with some toxic behaviors you're attracting toxic relationships and so you're figuring out toxic ways to protect yourself and to feed your ego so that you don't break you know if that makes sense so um i was 
just thanking that and, you know, saying that you served your time, but now it's time for me to get back to me. And so every day I've been going into my heart chakra and visiting my inner child and telling her to decorate the walls of my heart however she wants. You can paint them. Nothing is off limits. You can have whatever you want. And in exchange, I am remembering things that I blocked out from trauma. I'm remembering certain songs that my mom sang to me when I was a kid. I'm remembering my favorite foods. I'm remembering my favorite movies, things that I haven't thought about in forever. Um, They have all came back to me. And I'm so grateful for this exercise. Um, And just acknowledging my shadow, embracing it. My shadow is a reflection of me. All of these demons and things that I, you know, I've been fighting are only manifestations of insecurity, anxiety, depression, sadness, anger. If you guys have seen the movie Soul, that is the best way to depict it when it shows um, the girl going out to the land. And it's like these big, scary monsters that are running around. And the dude on the ship is like, these are people who have lost their way because they just got stuck somewhere. So they're not really scary. They look scary, but they're really just very fearful, sad people, their energies or whatever. Um, And so really understanding and making friends with my, my shadow demons and all of those things. And I wanted to share my perspective because I hear the term shadow work thrown around very loosely. And it sounds like a one, two, three thing. Oh, do your shadow work. Just go write in your journal. Well, write what? What am I writing? Meditate on what? What am I meditating? You know what I mean? Like what? There's no specific things that I've seen. And the things that I have seen, it just sometimes seems so unrealistic. Like it's a game. And even now, maybe, you know, to those who are listening, it might sound like, oh, okay, you sat outside and you imagined your inner child or whatever. But I tell you that it's a very realistic thing. And it was something that I was led to. Also, I think that before you go into the space of meditation, something that I like to do is speak out loud what I want to release and then speak out loud what I want to embrace. And I like to do stretches. I like to um, do like whatever can get my endorphins going so that I can like really tap in. And so it's doing putting movement in my body. I realize that a lot of us have stagnant energy sitting in our circuits. So how can energy flow freely if you haven't stretched in a long time? And that's no shade to anybody because I have not stretched in a really long time. And this shit is hard. This is coming from somebody who used to be um, when I was a kid. Um, throughout high school too. I danced, I did gymnastics, you know, stretching was a fundamental thing. But as an adult, I have not stretched. I've had no reason to stretch. Like, that's how I feel. Um, And so now coming outside and like doing my stretches, I'm like, I get the reason why people stretch. I get the reason why people do yoga and all of these things. It's so that energy can flow through freely. Once your energy is flowing through your circuits freely, I feel like you're more grounded and rooted in yourself and you can really tune into yourself. So that's the first step to me is that. 
and getting some type of like endorphins flowing, um, not a super hard workout, but even if it's just like a walk or like a light jog or something like that to ground yourself in your body and then sitting with yourself and just talking and, you know, it's important. So I would say that that would be step one. And then step two is speaking out loud the things that you're grateful for, the things that you want to release, the things that you embrace, and then go into you know, your inner child, where is your inner child at? Would you imagine it in your sacral chakra and your heart chakra, you know, your third eye, like where, where in your body would you feel like, you know, your inner child is at? What do they look like? What do they like? You know, like, it's a really fun thing. Your imagination is everything. And this world does everything to take our imagination away from us and tell us that it's bad. But your imagination is where your creativity is. That's where your manifest uh, manifesting power is. That's where you're able to make your dreams a reality is through your imagination. So this is the first step. It's true that you can't really ascend in your spiritual journey and your spiritual practices if you don't go within and do shadow work. This has been a very healing experience over the last week, and I'm not anywhere near done, but it's a start and it's beautiful and so i wanted to share that with you guys i also record um all of my sessions with myself um on my phone i record everything i talk about what i did you know what exercises i did what information i received what i saw my inner child doing um i just shared you know one of my sessions with my my shadow work self Um, But there's been many that have been very beautiful and they're very sacred to me. And so I just wanted to like share, I guess, like a brief um, podcast about this It's straight to the point and it's simple. And I hope that you guys enjoy. I will probably be doing a, uh, I ain't even gonna say that, but I want to figure out other ways to get, you know, this information out. Um, the best way of me talking about it is through my own experiences and just getting people to relate. And so I'm thankful for everyone who is listening. This has been a beautiful thing. Um, It's a lot. It's a lot that I just realized from my childhood that is crazy. And I know that a lot of you have probably also dealt with really crazy situations your shadow is like basically just emotional trauma that's been built up over the years from childhood to you know being a teenager even to being an adult these are just emotional wounds being open and open and open and open and and instead of us like doing the proper steps of healing these wounds we just kind of ignore them and just let the shit bleed all over our life and ruin our shit or just act like the shit isn't happening or it's not there and then we have this chip on our shoulder we're just oh we don't trust people and you know fuck people and i want to be alone and da 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 da. and it's like no that is not a way to productively live your life and experience to the fullest experience life and this experience should be very liberating it should be fun it should be free but you can't experience that until you do the work And something else that I said today is do the work so that you don't spend your whole life healing. Because a lot of people, I feel, are capitalizing off of this whole idea of you have to heal and heal. Life is not all about just doing that. You are a multifaceted person. You're 
multidimensional. There are other working parts. Every moment of the day is not about healing and doing spiritual work and candles and baths and and everything that we need to talk about is about the cosmos and all of these things, especially if it's not your job. You know what I'm saying? I've deemed this to be my job. This is my way of life. But even I don't want to sit around and talk about healing 24-7 and talk about crystals and, and you know what I'm saying? Like there are other parts to this. So do the work so that you're not spending a lifetime of healing forever. Because at one point you want to be able to receive a new life based off of the healing that you've done, you know? So thank y'all for tuning in. I know this is like super short, but I just wanted to share. I hope you guys enjoy. If you have any questions, hit me up on Instagram, Solaris the High Priestess, or email me at Solaris Reads Tarot. If you want to book a session, um, I have text this number. It is 210-504-5453. Text the number and see if you can get a session with me. Um, I'm honoring my boundaries and myself. So, um, you know, when I do my readings, I want to make sure that I'm in alignment and I'm good and I'm ready to take on your energy. So we'll work on a day that makes sense. Also, we have this new moon in cancer. So I think that a lot of us are feeling, you know, feelings of feeling drained or sad or lonely or temperamental or all of these things and so this is also a good way to combat those feelings as well being that cancer is the maternal energy so nurturing yourself right now so thank y'all for tuning in all right